0: From the shell A little bit Hey there, Georgie girl There's another Georgie Deep inside Bring out all the love you hide And oh, what a change Another public service announcement
1: from Brill Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Chester Radio.
0: <laughs> Don't argue with the ball. Roger, we'll
2: go. It's as good as done.
1: The complete solution for your home PC.
3: on fire, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire, we don't need no water, let the motherfucker
0: burn, burn motherfucker, burn,
1: let it burn, is it me Bob or is it hot in here? Good evening, welcome to the Hello, ravings of a clown on Bop Jester Radio. I'm white guy. I'm not older, new,
4: but come on in, come on in, have a seat. High. I don't know mofo if y'all peeps I can give him props to my hoe Cause she fly, but I can take the heat Cause I'm the right. old white Known as Kid Funky Shlada I'm
1: hung like planet Pluto Hard to see with the naked eye But if I crashed into Uranus I would Hey, come on in, welcome to the ravings of a clown Head back, permission for the next 120 minutes walkie, I'm the You can call me Cookie but I prefer if you call me the Jester, welcome, welcome, one and all. It's Wednesday, the first day of March, the year of our Lord, 2006, and you're tuned into to the ravings of a clown coming to you from a secret location outside your universe, hanging with Ms. American Girl, Sid the Neighbor, the world-famous Sid the Neighbor, whose name is spoken in over 130 countries each and every evening. In the Jester Radio chat room, behind the glass, with Lord of Sin, such a playlist such a show as Grandma Jester would say, we got Dusty and the Joe Jeffrey group and Bruce and Janice and Supertramp and ELO and Edwin Hawkins and Dion and and that's just the half of it. Plus, we're playing all your favorite shit. To tell us what you want to hear, simply head over to www.jesterradio.com click on where it says Requests. And tell us what you want to hear while you're over there. Do peruse the new podcast page with explicit instructions on how to get that up and going. Real easy one-button push to get it on iTunes. So you can have fresh ROAC every morning with your morning cup of joe, and you could take it with you. Zap it onto your iPod, and uh, bada-bing, bada-boom. boom You could be in the gym right now working your pecs. I can imagine you're an extraordinarily hot woman. And you deserve some jester laughter while you're working out. I imagine your buttocks and, and thighs are becoming moist, very moist with perspiration. I'm just imagining. could be happening. Or you could be some 700-pound uh, construction worker sitting on the subway scratching his balls. How are you doing? I'll sit over here. And we're going to take a close look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of yours this evening and what's happening in that sick fucking world of mine. Never gets easy. And along the way, we're going to play you some of the best music on the radio. Fuck, maybe even in the entire world. Collected here in this one spot. We do uh, have a playlist. Let's see. Our current playlist from our collection of over 40,000 MP3s is a scant 18,191 of your freshest cuts. So it'll take about three and a half, four weeks to listen to every one of those tunes. doesn't re- ever repeat. So you always have some great stuff on Jester Radio, but tonight, extra, extra special. Let's turn our attention to the headlines now. In dramatic and sometimes agonizing terms, federal disaster officials warned President Bush and his Homeland Security chief before Hurricane Katrina struck that the storm could breach levees, put lives at risk in New Orleans, Superdome, and overwhelm rescuers, according to a confidential video footage. Somehow this video footage showed up. This afternoon at the uh, AP, and apparently it was a private uh, video conference that included the president. And it shows where the scientists were briefing him on all the shit that was going to happen in New Orleans, and he just sat there with his thumb up his ass over a period of several days, did absolutely nothing. This administration's getting hit hard. Bush didn't ask a single question during the final briefing, before Katrina struck on August 29th, but he assured soon-to-be battered state officials were fully prepared. Please. The footage, along with seven days of transcripts of briefings obtained by the AP, showed in excruciating detail that while federal officials anticipated the tragedy that unfolded in New Orleans and elsewhere along the Gulf Coast, they were fatally slow to realize that they had not mustered enough resources to deal with the unprecedented disaster linked by, good job you're doing, Skip, remember that? The head of FEMA, he, <laughs> that, that fucking retard, George Bush, told him he was doing a great job on TV, and then we found out a couple of days later he had his thumb up his ass the whole fucking time, didn't do shit. Except send out emails about <laughs> how he wasn't going to get to play golf that week on account of this pesky hurricane. A uh, top hurricane expert voiced grave concerns about the levees and then Federal Emergency Management Agency Chief Michael Brown told the President and Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff that he feared there weren't enough disaster teams to help evacuees at the Superdome. I'm concerned about their ability to respond to a catastrophe within a catastrophe, Brown told his bosses the afternoon before Katrina made landfall. Some of the footage and transcripts From briefings August 25th to 31, conflicts with the defenses that federal, state, and local officials have made in trying to deflect blame and minimize the political fallout from the failed Katrina response. For example, Homeland Security officials have said that the fog of war blinded them early on in the magnitude of the disaster. But the video and transcripts show federal and local officials discussed threats clearly, reviewed long-made plans, and understood Katrina would wreak devastation of historic proportions. I'm sure it'll be the top 10 or 15 when all is said and done, National Hurricane Center's Max Mayfield warned the day Katrina lashed the Gulf Coast. I don't buy the fog of war defense, Brown told the AP in an interview today. It was a fog of bureaucracy. Another example, Bush declared four days after the storm, quote, I don't think anybody anticipated the breach of the levees, that gushed deadly floodwaters into New Orleans. But the transcripts and videos show there was plenty of talk about that possibility. And Bush was very worried himself. White House Deputy Chief of Staff Joe Hagan, Louisiana Governor Kathleen Blanco and Brown discussed fears of levee breach the day the storm hit. So more secrecy and more lies and more horseshit from this administration. Uh, meanwhile, in a surprise visit under extraordinary security, President Bush expressed unwavering confidence today in his uh, surprise visit to Kabul, Afghanistan, that Osama bin Laden will be captured despite years of fruitless manhunts for the elusive terrorist leader who ran training camps in Afghanistan and plotted the deadly attacks of September 11, 2001. Bush ordered Air Force One on a flight to India to make a secret detour to war-scarred country of uh, Afghanistan to show off uh, his his support support of the United States for the fledgling democracy led by President Hamid Karzai whose authority has been weakened by suicide bombings and rising violence by insurgents more than there are more than 18,000 US uh, forces in Afghanistan and Bush said that their mission was to quote help this new democracy not only survive but to flourish The president, uh, who once boasted bin Laden wouldn't be taken dead or alive, said the fugitive terrorist would not elude the United States forever. Bin Laden and Taliban leader Mullah Omar were driven into hiding by the U.S.-led invasion of Afghanistan after 9-11. They're believed to be uh, in the rugged Pakistan-Afghan border region, which I understand would uh, just crumble into uh, a cheese-like substance if you dropped like a nuclear bomb on it. And, you know, you'd be absolutely sure you got him then. There's not much else going on up there. A couple of goats. Bombings in Baghdad killed 26 more. Four others died when mortar rounds slammed into their homes in a nearby town today, the second day of surging violence. After authorities lifted a curfew that briefly calmed sectarian attacks, a spokesman for the powerful... Association of Muslim Scholars criticized the, uh, sh- uh, criticized the Shiite-led government for failing to protect Iraqis, and he urged Sunnis to defend their mosques. Defend their mosques. Defend their mosques. Apparently mosques are not some kind of temple, as you may think, or some kind of religious structure. They're a, fortre- a fortress against uh, attacks. All evidence has proven that the government and its security forces are incapable of taking any action, said Abdul Salam al-Kalbazi, spokesman for the Sunni clerical group. uh, Al-Kalbazi denied Sunnis were behind the latest attacks, saying Shiite politicians and religious leaders were trying to inflame sectarian hatred to make use of the events and everything in this country to achieve one goal, to serve their future interests. So it wasn't us who did it, it was them just to pin it on us. Where have we heard that one before? Wednesday's most serious attack, a car bomb near a traffic office uh, in a primarily Shiite neighborhood in southeast Baghdad killed at least 23 people and wounded 58, according to uh, Police Lieutenant Thayer Mahmood. About an hour earlier, a bomb hidden under a car detonated as a police patrol passed near downtown Tahrir Square. 3 civilians died there and 15 were wounded. North of Baghdad gunmen ambushed uh, uh, ambushed a police convoy carrying 50 officers, killing two passengers and abducting 10. Four more were seriously wounded. So they're dropping like flies over there. It's quite a mess. They're breaking down into civil war. They're not ready for democracy. This it was never about freeing the poor Iraqis from a, uh, a a vicious tyrant. This was just all about, you know, getting a puppet uh, government into a, you know, struggling Middle East country. They just used uh, 9-11 as an excuse. They used these fictional... Um, Weapons of mass destruction as an excuse to just take over the, you know, the, the, the most uh, um, uh, uh, unstable Middle East uh, country under the guise of, uh, you know, doing something good for the Iraqi people. It was never about that. Hey, you're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. It's Wednesday, the first day of March, the year of our Lord 2006. This one goes out to Ms. American Girl. Dusty Springfield starts it off. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe.
2: Billy Ray was the preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. When they gathered around his daughter talking. Pastor Billy would take me walking Up Through the backyard we'd go walking Then he look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man you See what he was mm-hmm. No matter how hard I try, When he started sweet-talking to me He'd come and tell me everything is all right He'd kiss and tell me everything is all right Can I get away again tonight? The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man Yes, he was, he was
1: Jeffrey Group on Just Radio. Now, come on, when's the last time you heard that one? It's been a while, hasn't it? Dusty Springfield before that son of a preacher man goes out to Ms. American Girl. Hanging with Michael and Sid the neighbor and Mag herself in the Just Radio chat room. Why not stop by and throw your two cents into the thick of the fray? If you're so inclined. And while, by the way, while you're there at uh, JustRadio.com... Feel free to peruse the Jester Radio Tchotchke store full of uh, genuine J.R. crap for uh, your holiday gifts. There's some kind of big holiday coming up, isn't there? Easter. Easter. It's a wonderful place to shop for Easter presents. Saddam Hussein, do they actually give presents in Easter? I don't know. No. Eggs. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, in a defiant courtroom confession today, said that he he did order the trial of 148 Shiites who were later executed and arranged for the the flattening of their palm groves and their farms. But he insisted he had the right to do so because they were suspected of trying to kill him. (laughs) He was like a gog. Yeah, of course I signed the order. What do you mean? I was the president, and they tried to kill me. What do you think? I didn't sign the order? That's what you're allowed to do when you're president. Where is the crime, he said. If trying a suspect accused of shooting at a head of state, no matter what his name is, is considered a crime, then you have to have the the head of the state in your hands. Try him. Of course, there were no trials. He just sentenced them. And there were only actually eight people involved in the uh, assassination attempt, he basically killed everybody that tried to kill him and everybody they knew. And then he flattened their fucking groves and their farms. The dramatic speech, you know, this reminds me of a uh, a situation when uh, the Jeff was breaking up with her prior boyfriend. He became like a bloodthirsty lunatic. And one time he came over and slashed her tires when she was over some other guy's house or something like that. And uh, she called him up and said, did you fucking slash my tires, you sick lunatic? He said, you were over the guy's house. What was I, not supposed to slash your tires? I don't understand. What are you saying? You were there, weren't you? I slashed your tires, of course. I saw your car was there. What are you saying? I shouldn't have slashed your tires? That's what... That's what Sodom was saying here. The dramatic speech came a day after prosecutors presented the most direct evidence against him in their four-month trial, a 1984 presidential decree approving the death sentences for the 148 with a signature said to be Sodom. Sodom did not admit or deny approving the executions, but stated outright that he was solely responsible for their prosecution, adding that his seven co-defendants should be released. (laughs) He adds that into every sentence. If the chief figure made uh, makes uh, things easy for you by saying that he was the one responsible, then why are you going after these people, he said. The deaths of the Shiites are one of the main charges against the defendants who could face execution by hanging, the same fate as most of the 148, if convicted, if, come on, if. They're on trial also for torture and imprisonment of the Shiites as well as the raising of their farmlands and a crackdown launched after a July 8, 1982 assassination attempt against uh, Sodom in the town of Dujel. The prosecution has argued the, the uh, imprisonment and executions were illegal, saying the 148 was sentenced to death in an imaginary trial before Sodom's revolutionary court, which uh, where the defendants d- did not even appear. The crackdown, they argue, went far beyond the actual attacker's, They presented documents that show entire families, including women and children, as young as three months old, were arrested, tortured, and held for years. Those executed included at least 10 juveniles, one as young as 11. So he annihilated uh, everybody that tried to kill him, and then he annihilated everybody that was in their family and everybody that they knew. And he wants to know, where's the crime? What kind of crime is that? Stocks rebounded today as reports of a surge in consumer spending and improving health in the manufacturing sector restored investors' confidence in the economy. Stocks regained some of the ground lost in yesterday's sharp drop after the Commerce Department said personal spending shot up by 0.9% in January, the strongest gain in six months. Incomes rose by a solid 0.7%, the best showing Since September, when the gains attributed to a variety of factors, including including cost of living adjustments for Social Security benefits and the new prescription drug benefits for Medicare recipients, still spending gains outpaced income increases. Strong data from the manufacturing sector bolstered investors' moods, with the Institute for Supply Management, a private research group, reporting that manufacturing expanded at a faster-than-expected rate. In February, investors shrugged off the slowest gain in the construction sector in seven months. Construction spending rose by a tiny 0.2% in January, the latest indication in a stream of recent data showing a cooling housing factor. Housing's dropping. On the whole, econ- the uh, economic data was pretty reasonable. The market is responding, as you might expect, said Jack Caffrey, uh, equity strategist at J.P. Morgan. The Dow rose 6012 or 0.55%. To 11,053. The Dow fell 104.14 points or point ninety-four percent yesterday in response to mixed economic data and downbeat comments from Google CFO. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio this Wednesday the first day of March, the year of our Lord 2006 and the days we headed out on the dream of uh, the Back of a runaway American dream. And at nights, we'd ride the mansions of glory in suicide machines. Sprung from cages out on Highway 9, chrome wheels, fuel injected, and heading out over the line. Baby, this town rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. We gotta get out while we're young. Because, baby... We was born to run. Bruce on JR. Don't fuck with that dial. I remember when we used to play shoot 'em up, bang, bang, baby. I remember when we kissed the girls and ran away. And the whole world has changed. The whole world has been rearranged. The intruders on Jest Radio. The boss before that. Wendy, let me in. I want to be your friend. I want to guard your dreams and visions. Just wrap your red legs round these velvet rims and strap your hands cross my engines. Together, Wendy, we can live with the sadness. I'll love you with all the madness in my soul someday, girl. I don't know when we'll get to that place where we really want to go and we'll walk in the sun. But till then, tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. Killer lyric by the boss. I was just discussing with the Lord of Sin about that meaning of the word tramp. I think back in the day when that was written, he wasn't saying tramps like us, like sluts like us. I think he was using the more glorified sort of hobo. Hop a freighter and uh, live off the land and see the country. It was kind of a... You know, kind of a, a major daydream of folks at one point in the the nation's history. Hey, you're tuned in to the Ravings of a Clown on Jest Radio. It's Wednesday, the first day of March, the year of our Lord, 2006. Hanging with uh, Michael and Sid, the neighbor in the Jest Radio chat room, Lord of Sin, behind the glass. Why not tell us what you want to hear? Head over to www jesterradio.com. Click on Request. We'll get it on the air within 15 minutes or we brutally pierce uh, some appendage of Bob, some random appendage. We have like a little dial. We have like a little thing, like a twister, a spinner, and we'll just pierce something. Don't worry. He loves it. Live on air without the benefit of anesthesia. So you might want to take advantage of that deal. Or you can instant message us at Radio one and there's a variety of other ways to get in touch with us. Figure it out. Three suspects were charged today by police investigating the world's largest known peacetime robbery. The charges brought against the three are the first in the investigation of the theft of $92 million at a cash depot south of London last week. All three were expected to appear... At Maidstone Magistrates Court near the Tonbridge, where the robbery took place tomorrow. So we'll follow that story. The Senate, meanwhile, cleared the path for renewing the USA Patriot Act, so start shuttering the doors and windows, swatting aside objections while adding new protections for people targeted by government investigation. The overwhelming votes virtually assured that Congress will renew President Bush's anti-terror law before it expires on March 10th. The House was expected to pass the legislation and send the bill to the president next week. Uh, unbelievable where the fucking balls to do this come from, considering in light of the recent uh, um, you know, uh, revel- uh, revelation that uh, the Bush administration has been spying on American citizens fucking willy-nilly without any kind of... Uh, you know, warrant or secret tap order. You know, somebody very smart once said that uh, any uh, citizenry that would give up its own freedom doesn't deserve to have it. The law's opponents who insisted the new protections were cosmetic conceded defeat. The die has now been cast, acknowledged the law's chief opponent, Senator Russell Feingold, the Democrat from Wisconsin, after the Senate voted 84-15 to to end his filibuster. Obviously, at this point, final passage of the reauthorization bill is now assured. Feingold has succeeded for months in blocking one part of the legislative package, a House-Senate compromise that would, renew 16 major provisions of the law that are set to expire next week. Unable to break his objection by December 31st, expiration date, Congress instead postponed the deadline twice while negotiations continued. The White House and GOP leaders finally broke the stalemate by crafting a second measure, in effect, an amendment to the first that would somewhat limit the government's power to compel information from people targeted in terror probes. So as long as they can slap the word terror on there, they can, you know, fucking rifle through the uh, local library's records and see who's been reading what. They can just indiscriminately demand search logs from Yahoo and Google. And, uh, and they can tap your telephone. And they can read your email. And they can read your regular mail. And they can listen to your conversations that you have in your bedroom through without any, you know, tell without you having to be talking on the phone. And they're doing it. Every day you have no privacy. And what little you have is slipping away from you. And uh, you're doing nothing about it. Shame on you. Imagine being in a car crash, lying unconscious and bleeding. I'm sorry I had to get rough with you there, but you're making me do it. Imagine you're in a car crash, lying unconscious and bleeding in an ambulance with no blood on board. Paramedics give you an experimental substitute, but even at the hospital you get fake blood for several hours before doctors try the real thing. Medical ethicists say a study that's doing just that on hundreds of Trauma patients without their consent should be halted. It's a renewed attack on research that began back in 2004 after Northfield Laboratories got federal approval for its study of the blood substitute polyeme. Apparently these guys have been running around using this in uh, ambulances and they're not telling the patients. And uh, they're also giving them the fake blood when they get back to the hospital where there's fucking, where they're filthy with blood. Debate was reignited by a Wall Street Journal story last week that suggested the company tried to hide some crucial details about another blood substitute study back in 2000. The journal reported that 10 heart surgery patients in in that particular polyeme experiment had heart attacks, while other patients given real blood did not. The Evanston, Illinois-based company halted that study and never published the full results, but... Northfield chairman Dr. Stephen Gould said there was no attempts at secrecy. No, they just didn't mention it. We used the blood in surgery and they were dropping like fleas, but we forgot to mention that. Scott Stapp thinks that a recently released sex video showing him and Kid Rock with uh, several nude babes is meant to sabotage him. Obviously, someone wants to hurt me and doesn't want me to be successful in my solo career, Stapp told uh, Just Radio in a recent interview. How does this hurt his career? (laughs) That I don't understand because he has such a clean image. Stapp claims the tape, which was made in 1999, was stolen from him. He and Kid Rock have won a temporary court order preventing Worldwide Red Light District from distributing the video or promoting any part of it. Red Light, which sold the infamous Paris Hilton sex tape, in 2004, had displayed a 40-second preview clip of the video on its website. The company has acknowledged that the tape came from a third party, but has denied that it was stolen. The tape was released just days after Stapp, the former head of Creed, married former Miss New York Jacqueline Nijenschwatz. Schwat in Miami on February 10th. Stapp 32 says the tape was made soon after he was divorced from Hillary Burns. He said he previously told his new wife about having a wild year, and she accepts the tape as part of his past. You think of, it's part of your rock and roll memory, Stapp said. They should have burned the tape. The tape was not only the only thing causing Stapp headaches. The day after his wedding, Stapp was arrested for investigation of being drunk at LAX. He's set for arraignment on March 8th. You don't want to say it's laughable, but it's just like, my God, there's so much stuff, he said. Somebody does not like you, and somebody wants you to fail. Wow. He's got some serious paranoia, that boy. Stapp, who won a Grammy in 2000 for Creed's song, With Arms Open Wide, or wide, Wide Open Arms With, released his first solo album, The Great Divide, last November. And, of course, it went right into the toilet. And he's blaming, you know, the fucking sex video is why people aren't buying his record. That's the only reason anybody's buying his record, is for the sex, because of the sex video. It's the only reason anybody gives a shit about him. Because he sucks. Hey, you're listening to the Rovings of a Acclaim on Jester Radio this Wednesday, March the 1st, the year of our Lord, 2006. Hanging in the Jester Radio chat room, hanging behind the glass with the Lord of Sin. And uh, please, lock me away.
5: I say I won't stay in a world without love Birds sing out a tune And rain clouds hide at the moon I'm okay, here I'll stay with my loneliness I don't care what they say I won't stay in a world without love So I wait, and in a while I will see my true love smile She may come, I know not when When she does, I lose So baby, until then, lock me away And don't allow the day Here inside, where I hide With my love. What they say, I won't say in a world without love. In a while, I will see my true love smile, she may come, I know not when, when she does I know, so baby until then, lock me away, and don't allow the day, here inside, where I hide, with my lonely I don't care what they say, I won't stay in a world without love. I don't care what they say, I won't stay in a world without love.
3: you seen the old man In the closed-down market picking up the papers With his worn-out shoes In his eyes you see no pride And not loosely at his side Yesterday's paper Telling yesterday's news So how can you tell me you're lonely And they say for you that the sun don't shine Or oh, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London I'll show you something to make you change your mind You're lonely. Safe for you that a sun don't shine. Well, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you something to make you change your mind. In the all-night cafe, at a quarter past eleven Same old man, sitting there on his own Looking at the world over the rim of his teacup In each team lasts an hour. and he wanders home alone so how can you tell me that you're lonely? We'll Safe for you that the sun don't shine? Or let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you something to make you change your mind. We've seen the old man outside Seaman's Mission Memory fading with the metal ribbons that he wears And in our winter city the rain cries a little pity For one more forgotten hero and a world that doesn't care how can you tell me that you're lonely? Let me say for you that the sun don't shine. Or oh, let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you something to make you change your mind.
1: In an all-night cafe at a quarter past eleven, same old man. Sitting there all alone, looking at the world over the rim of his teacup. And each tea lasts an hour, and then he wanders home alone. So, how can you tell me that you're lonely? Say for you that the sun don't shine. Let me take you by the hand and lead you through the streets of London. I'll show you something that'll make you change your mind. Ralph McTell on Jest Radio, the second version of that song. He recorded an acoustic version before that. It was also very sweet, about 10 seconds shorter, but there you got the strings and you got your harmonica and a little bit more polished. Peter and Gordon, before that, World Without Love, you tuned into The Ravings of a Clown on Jest Radio. It's Wednesday, March the 1st, the year of our Lord, 2003. Taking your requests. Coming up in the next hour, we got ELO and Dion and Dylan and Supertramp and the Commodores and Spencer Davis and a couple of surprises. Militants released six foreign oil workers, including a diabetic Texan, celebrating his 69th birthday today, taken captive last month, to press fighters' demands for a greater share of oil revenues generated in the restrictive southern state of Wari, Nigeria, three other hostages, two Americans and a Briton. Taking hostages is just a way of life in Nigeria. Walk down the street, whoop! Whoop! It's like, you know, back in the uh, days of the French Foreign Legion, guys were shanghai You know, they'd be walking down the streets of Paris one minute, getting drunk, and then, then somebody would whack them over the head with a beer bottle, and the next thing they knew, they'd wake up out at sea. As a crew working on a, you know, fishing boat. Three other hostages, two Americans and a Brit, were kept by militants from the Movement for the Emancipation of the Niger Delta. That's the name of the group. A militant spokesman said all low-value hostages taken on February 18th have been freed. They threw them back. Those released today included Macon Hawkins of Kosciuszko, Texas, Two Egyptians, two Thais, and a Filipino, or Pilafino, if you're from the Pilafines. They were taken to the office of James Ibori, governor of the Delta State. Militants handed Hawkins to surprise journalists visiting the fighters in the creeks and waterways of oil-rich Niger Niger Delta. The reporters took the calm but bedraggled worker to the Nigerian ministry. So they, they threw some back. The uh, CBS's radio division sued Howard Stern yesterday, claiming its former star Shock Jock breached his contract with them when he moved to Sirius Satellite Radio. The lawsuit, which also named Sirius and Stern's agent, as defendants claim, Stern improperly used CBS's radio airtime to promote his new show with Sirius, which began last month. And it's true, he talked nonstop about the show, but of course CBS loved it. They, they got... Great ratings from it. CBS also claims Stern discussed his plans with Sirius without disclosing them to CBS, as required under his contract. Even before the lawsuit was filed in New York State Supreme Court, Stern tried to upstage the action with a hastily arranged news conference in Manhattan. Stern said the lawsuits were meritless, and CBS was trying to bully him. He called the lawsuit a personal vendetta against him by CBS Chief Executive Officer Leslie Moonvez whom Stern said held a grudge against him. They they're uh, uh, losing money hand over fist now at CBS since they lost Stern, and they were all sitting around at a board meeting, and one of them said, "What's a good way to raise money? Can we hire somebody really funny and talented?" Hmm, now let's just sue Howard Stern for leaving, and fuck him up, and we'll get rich that way. We'll get some of his five hundred million that he's getting from. Serious. Hanging with uh, Midnight and Sid the Neighbor in the Jester Radio chat room. Why not stop by and say hi? Request lines are open. It's uh, Janice on uh, JR, Busted Flat in Baton Rouge waiting for a train. A lot of folks in Mardi Gras doing that right
6: now. Waiting for a train. On us feeling near faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way to New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she'll slapping time, I was holding Bobby's standing back. We sang every song that Javi knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing, I mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free Feeling good was easy, love, when he sang the blues You know, feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby. From the Kentucky coal mine to the California sun, hey Bobby shared the secrets of my soul. Through all kinds of weather, through everything we've done, Your Bobby, baby, kept me from the world. Next to mine Freedom is just another word For nothing left to lose Nothing That's all that Bobby left me But a feeling good was easy alone when he sang the blues Hey, feeling good was good enough for me mm-hmm. Good enough for me and my Bobby
1: Dion DeMooch on Jester Radio. That one goes out to my bud Norm from the uh, Alibi Club. Good to see you too, bud. And we're working on getting your request on uh, the air, so don't go anywhere. Hey, you're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. It's Wednesday, the first day of March, the year of our Lord 2006. Before Dion, we heard from the Spencer Davis Group. Featuring Stevie Winwood, Give me some lovin'. And Janice started that with me and Bobby McGee. Busted flat in Baton Rouge waiting for a train. And feeling nearly faded as my jeans. You know, there's a lot of folks down in Mardi Gras who are feeling the same way right now. They're in uh, Baton Rouge and they're uh, waiting for a train. And Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and drove us all the way into New Orleans. That song was actually written by Chris Christopherson, who was fucking Janice at the time that she uh, recorded that song. That was one of the benefits of fucking Chris Kristofferson. I heard a great um, live version of Chelsea Hotel by um, Leonard Cohen that Espo uh, sent in telling all about the story about, you know, the, that that song. Uh, long speculated to be about him, you know, having sex with Janice in the Chelsea Hotel, but he never directly addressed it. But he seems to in, in this uh, live intro to the song and uh, talks about how she got on the elevator and he was riding up and down the elevators in the Chelsea Hotel, something he used to do in the middle of the night to like, you know, shake the goobers out of his body, and she steps onto the elevator, and he didn't, you know, she wasn't famous then, and uh, he says, good evening, young lady, and she says, hi, he she, he says, is uh, something I can help you with? And she said, well, I'm looking for uh, Chris Christofferson. Of course, she eventually tracked him down, and they started living together, had a very famous uh, love affair. So uh, Warren Zevon, um, no, Warren Zevon, fucking, so um, what's his name? Um, Le- Leonard Cohn says, well, you're in luck. I'm Chris Kristofferson. <laughs> so she went up to his hotel room and gave him a blowjob before she knew it was the wrong guy. And he said that she never uh, held it against him years later. You might have the best forgery skills in the world, but it's not much use if you can't spell. A Cyprus court jailed Pakistani national Fazul Ur Rahman for eight months for forgery after police spotted spelling mistakes on stamps on an Afghan passport he was carrying. Otherwise, it was a near perfect copy, the Cyprus Mail said today. Ministry was spelled ministry, and the first N was missing from government. Passport looked perfect and professionally made, almost deemed original by forensics, which shows you what a crack forensic team they must have over there in Nicosia. Maybe it's because men don't like to ask for directions, but satellite navigation devices for cars are very much a guy thing. We'd love to close the gender gap. We're not very successful, quite frankly. Harold Godgen, chief executive of car navigation systems maker TomTom, told uh, Jest Radio. Despite advertising targeted at women, the big majority of TomTom's customers are men, Godgin said. Still very much a guy thing, but also a bit of a girl thing when the guy buys it for the girl. (laughs) Everything's a girl thing then. 12% of the people who buy our products are women for technology product. That's not bad. Because the broads just don't buy the technology. They don't want to fuss. They'd rather just get a pencil and jot it down instead of look for their stylus and see if there's enough power left in their palm or pocket PC or laptop. They'd actually rather have like a little portable tape player than a CD player. Chicks are like Luddites, you know? They just don't like technology. They're against it. It's uh, time for Super Tramp on Jest Radio. Please don't fuck with that dial. A lot of good stuff coming up. Like the way this guy plays the harmonica right here. This is sweet. Right here. Oh! It's a living thing. It's a terrible thing to lose. It's a giving thing. Electric Light Orchestra on Jester Radio, Super Tram take the long way home. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio this Wednesday, March the first, the year of our Lord 2006. Extra special thanks to all those that stopped by and uh, gave us a listen this evening. Shout-outs go out to uh, Sid the Neighbor and Midnight and Ms. American Girl and all the nice folks who stop by the Jester Radio chat room. An extra special thanks this evening to the Lord of Sin who joined us behind the glass and offered us his words of wisdom, like, We're on the air. <laughs> As Japanese waistlines expand, so does the market for girdles for men, A new line of male underwear that flattens the stomach and lifts the hips proved so popular when introduced on a trial basis last month that some stores quickly sold out. Men are getting so much more fashion conscious these days that they're starting to pay attention to the lines of their body and their silhouette, just like women, said the uh, spokeswoman of the Triumph International Japan leading underwear firm. Triumph marketed two different types of long girdle, one from the navel to the knees and the other a hip-hugger version designed to be worn with low-waisted pants. Nothing more attractive than that. Both sold so well that it plans to raise production and develop new variations, including a version for summer wear. Other firms intend to launch similar products, according to Business Daily, Nihon Kaizai Shinbum. One even plans to start selling underwear that lifts and shapes the upper body as well. One factor behind the boom, which has made the girdles popular, not only among the middle-aged men, but uh, those in the 20s and 30s is likely to be a growing weight problem among the once slim Japanese. According to a health ministry report issued last month, some 29% of men aged 20 to 60 are overweight compared to only 24 back in 2000. The Triumph spokeswoman, however, said most of the demand is due to new styles and pants that are cut to emphasize the hips. It's really more about style, she said, after all, There aren't many men in their 20s and 30s whose figures are giving way. So, apparently she hasn't left the office recently and seen those fucking Jap tubs of lard waddling around the streets of uh, the Akihabara. Real-life German cannibal who ate a willing victim, we've been uh, talking about this guy for a couple of years now, has been immortalized on the big screen like the fictional Hannibal Lecter Despite his legal bid to block the movie version of his gruesome crime, Rottenberg, or Butterfly in English, a grim love story, is set to open in Germany on March 9th and will hope to profit from the shock and fascination the case has uh, of uh, Armin Muse evoked in a transfixed public in Germany and beyond. movie tells the tale of a fictional American criminal psychology student, Katie, who is drawn in by the bizarre case of a muse-like character called Oliver Hartwin. The cannibal plot of the movie seen in a a preview yesterday is almost identical to the real-life events. It also shows a younger Hartwin as a loner forced by a domineering mother to wear leaderhosen to school. That doesn't just fucking crack you down the middle and ruin you for life, man. Nothing will. Uh, like Muse, he uh, dreams up an imaginary friend later as a computer repairman. Muse's career, uh, he's drawn to the Cannibal Cantina website in his search for a willing victim he finds in Simon Grombeck. I want you to bite off my thing. Are your teeth strong enough, Grombeck asks. In one of the movie's most uh, more startling lines, later, when the two meet at a railway station near Hartwin's half-timbered home, Um, the same as the Muse guy, Grombeck introduces himself with the line, I am your meat. So, apparently it was this one guy's fantasy to eat some guy, and it was the other guy's fantasy to be eaten. And, you know, they say that uh, the ultimate form of, you know, sadism is where the masochist says, hurt me, and the sadist says, no. Think about it. So he did. He hacked him up and he ate him. First, they actually cut the guy's dick off and the two of them ate it together. But the guy whose dick they cut off, like passed out, couldn't finish his, uh, his penis uh, dish. Couldn't finish his dish of penis. So he passed out. And then the other guy just hacked him to bits and uh, ate him. And uh, he actually fought this for years, saying that the guy, you know, it was the guy wanted to be killed. This was his desire. It was, it was, um, you know, assisted suicide. It wasn't murder. And uh, he's only guilty of euthanasia, putting a guy out of his misery that was, you know, had his penis severed, and that wanted to die. But the court said, nah. No, it's murder. I don't think so. So, I don't know if they think he hypnotized the guy or whatever, but it's a strange fucking world you people live in, and as far as I'm concerned, if if one half of you wants to eat the other half of you's penis, that's fine by me. I couldn't give two shits. Go right ahead and do whatever the fuck you want to do, as long as you don't eat anybody's penis by force. If there's the if the penis donor is willing and the penis eater is willing, as far as I'm concerned, do it up. Enjoy, live and let live. That's like my motto. What's that? What's a motto? Nothing. What's a motto with you? Hey, uh, please don't fuck with that uh, USB port. You're turned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Love, it's a battlefield, but we are young, and heartache to heartache we stand. Leave it right where it is on Jester Radio. We are young. Tyler on Just Radio, Aerosmith from that uh, movie where they stopped the—that's uh, the static from the end of transmission when Bruce Willis gallantly committed suicide to save the world and his beloved daughter. Saxed before that from Midnight, Pat Benatar started that set, "Love is a battlefield. We are young." And heartache to heartache we stand. Russian clown Yuri Kuklachev has a troop of cats who do handstands, crawl along high wires, and balance on balls. And he says the secret to training them is realizing that you can't force cats to do shit. The Moscow Cats Theater came to New York in September and did so well at a small theater in the Tribeca neighborhood that it recently moved down to a bigger venue near Times Square where it's close to Broadway giants like The Lion King. Although not near The Cats because they closed down six years ago. Kuklachev started working with cats more than 30 years ago after adopting. you imagine what his fucking house smells like? Oof. He adopted a stray kitten named uh, Kuchka. He now has 120 cats in Moscow, and he brought 26 of them to New York. They were the good cats. The others were lazy bums. If the cat likes to sit, you can't force her to do shit, he said, adding that several of the cats in the New York show simply just sit there and watch the other ones. If they're not in the mood. Each cat likes to do her own trick. He said his show has uh, not been the target of animal rights protesters. Maruska is the only one who does the handstand. I find that the, ca- the cat and just see what they want to do and use that in the show. <laughs> That's it. They trained me. Kuklachev's cats apparently like to be swung precariously around his head, balanced on hoops to be shut up in a cooking pot and to walk on their hind legs. Pushing a child stroller. I have a cat now that loves to be in the water, he said. Kuklachev said the breed of cat makes no difference to their abilities, although the Persians tend to be lazies. They're like the nigger of the cat family, he said. He adopts cats from shelters and trains. I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. Lord of Sin said that. (laughs) He adopts cats from shelters and trains, the offspring of the cats he has, sharing his secret over caviar and blintzes in Brighton Beach, New York neighborhood known as Little Russia, Kuklachev, said he plans to write a book about how to train cats, and so many people always ask him. He's 56 years old. His cat training method can also be applied, he says, to children, apparently. Parents need to watch their children and see what she or he likes to do and encourage it. He said that it's worked for his three kids, and one of them he even has been able to get to piss in the box. One child joined Kuklachev on the cat theater, One's a dancer, and one is a painter who paints cats. You guessed it. If you do the same thing with your child as you do with your cat, he might not become a genius, but he'll do whatever he enjoys doing, Kukulchev said. He has about 300 cats in his life. Says every one had a different personality. One did not want to go on stage because she was already an adult when he got her. Kukulchev says the show, which also includes his wife, Yelena, is a hit because people everywhere love their pets, He chuckles as he recalls a friend who bought a hamster for $10 and spent $300 on surgery when it got sick. You're a better person when you love animals, he said. Isn't that sweet? Finnish player Marcus Palatinian has revealed how a newspaper article in his homeland helped save his leg from amputation after a blood clot developed hours after he was caught in the shin by a late tackle, the 23-year-old brother of Finland International and current Cowdenbeath manager Miksu was left in agony when he was skived down playing for the Scottish 4th Division side in a 4-0 league win at Elgin City on Saturday. began to feel severe le- pain in his leg on the journey home and remembered a story that he'd read about impact-related blood clots. So Palatinen, a former Aberdeen player, told the Scottish son, my parents send me finished newspapers every week and I read about an an ice hockey player who was in a similar situation two weeks ago. When I started to feel the pain while I was on the bus, it was unbearable and I thought it might be the same thing. I knew I had to go to the hospital then, so I got Mixu to take me. Marcus was caught on the outside of his shin by the tackle and also twisted his knee, causing a blood clot. Hospital x-rays revealed there was no break, but doctors spotted the clot after measuring pressure on the shin and operated immediately at Edinburgh Royal Infirmary. The family and everyone associated with the club was shocked by what had happened, but Marcus had been very fortunate, said uh, Mixu uh, Palatine and and the Cowdenbeath website. Such an operation should normally take place within six hours, but Marcus Was not operated on until 3.30 Sunday morning, thanks to the expertise of the medical team. The surgery was a great success. Marcus will have a second operation tomorrow, and he's going to be sidelined for two or three months. Read in the newspaper, he was on a bus, and he goes, you know, maybe I got me one of them, what do you call, blood clots. Like I read about in the newspaper, better go to the fucking hospital. You imagine he would have been dead in like three more hours. What a fucking world. Pregnant mothers who are caught using illegal drugs could go to jail for endangering their unborn child under a bill passed by the Idaho State Senate yesterday. The first thing we're after is a drug-free baby, said State Senator Denton Darrington, Republican who said his eastern Idaho district is plagued by methamphetamine use. Meth is a problem everywhere in the state of Ohio. Please, folks, don't let this fucking lying sack of shit fool you. This is not about protecting the children. These people couldn't give two fucks about these people's children. And how do we know for a fact that that's true? Because once the kid is born, they don't give two fucks about him. He starves to death. He has a fucking life of misery and crime and you know, uh, misfortune, and they don't lift a fucking finger. This is not about saving the children. This is about hatred of women. This is about men who want to control women's bodies. And it's not enough that they control their fucking culture and they control them financially. They have to control their fucking bodies, too. What you do with your uterus is now uh, the, the concern of the state. So we can impose our fucking will on you. So if you happen to get pregnant, I don't care if it's because you're planned to have a child or because you uh, were raped. If you smoke a joint while you're pregnant, you're going to jail and we're going to take your kid away from you. If the measure passes the Idaho House, and by the way, it's a fact that it's been shown that excessive alcohol and excessive smoking and excessive drug cocaine use uh can cause um you know problems with fetuses but how is that my fucking responsibility or problem how the fuck does that uh concern you butt out butt out of everybody's vagina butt out of everybody's uterus just butt the fuck out let people just pretend for a minute that everybody's a responsible, reasonable thinking adult and treat them that way. And maybe they'll just act that way. And the ones who don't, then I guess they'll fucking suffer. How does that affect you? If the measure passes the Idaho House uh, and receives the approval of Idaho Governor Dirk Kempthorne, who's a Republican, by the way, big surprise, the measure would be the first in the United States specifically to make it a crime for a pregnant woman to use illegal drugs. If caught, individuals could first face drug treatment or drug court. Beyond that, however, judges have the option of sending mothers to jail for up to five years or imposing a $50,000 fine. Women's health advocates say the proposed law is a recipe for more unhealthy mothers and therefore children. If you want to hurt babies, you pass this law, said Lynn Paltrow the executive director of National Advocates for Pregnant Women. Drug abuse is a health problem. Health care in prisons is not so good. About one baby per month is delivered on average in the Pocatello, Idaho women's prison, said Darian, and he conceded more babies could be born in prisons if this bill becomes law. We don't know what the cost would be of delivering drug babies, lawmakers said. Opponents of the bill, which passed on an 18 to 16 vote, In the Idaho Senate said the law would discourage pregnant mothers from seeking treatment if they had used drugs. Of course, no woman's going to go to a doctor if she thinks he's secretly taking tests to see if she's been taking drugs and then sick the fucking uh, brown shirts on her. It would be the first frontal assault on infant health we've seen in a long time, Paltrow said. This is another little trick that the radical religious right is trying to pull, is trying to make believe it's all about the children and the unborn child, that they give a fuck so much because life is sacred. And we have to foster a, a, a culture of life, not a culture of death. These are all the magical phrases these people use to promote their ideas. It has nothing to do with that. These people These people are for the death penalty. So they have nothing to do. These people call themselves religious Christians and the very first fucking (laughs) of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not kill and they just completely ignore that. That's what kind of fucking hypocrites these people are. So it has nothing to do with the culture of life and it has nothing to do with saving the children. It has to do with controlling people. Forcing them to do what they choose to do, they choose to not have to take drugs while they're pregnant because they think that life is sacred, then they fucking do that, and let everybody else do what the fuck they want to do, and if they'll burn if you think that they'll burn in hell and they'll suffer uh as a result of that, then that's your fucking privilege, and it's their privilege to burn in hell, butt out, get your noses. Out of everybody's uteruses. That's that's my motto. I'm changing my motto. What was my motto before? Walk softly and uh, carry a big schmeckle. I'm a worried man with a worried mind. Oh, no, that's Dylan. Please don't fuck with that now.
7: I'm a worried man with a worried mind. I'm on my lap and cheese, drinking champagne That white skin got a assassin's eyes I'm looking up into the sapphire-tinted skies I'm wild red ain't doing me any good I'm in the wrong town i should sit in Hollywood Just for a second now I thought I saw something move Gonna take dancing lessons to the jitterbug flag Ain't no shot Gonna dress in drag Don't have food in here we'll think you got anything Water under the bridge, a lot of other stuff too. Don't get up, gentlemen. I'm only passing through. People are crazy, times are strange. I'm locked in tight, I'm out of range. I used to have. I've been walking 40 miles, a bad road If the Bible is right, the world will explode I've been trying to get as far away from myself as I can Some things are too hot to touch The human mind can only stand so much You can't win with the lose. With the first woman I meet. Putting her in a wheelbarrow and wheeling her down the street. People are crazy and times are strange. I'm locked in tight, I'm out of range. I used to have a... Just don't show it. You can hurt someone and I even know it. The next 60 seconds could be like an eternity. Gonna get low down, gonna fly high. All the truth in the world adds up to one big lie. I'm in love with a woman that don't even feel. Miss Lucy there, something lake I'm not that eager to make a mistake.
0: So still
1: Somehow I know deep in my heart that you needed me because I needed you so desperately. The Commodore's is on Jester Radio. That was where it all got started for uh, Lionel Richie. So we're still doing, we still have some leftover where it all got started from last night. Bob Dylan, before that, and the Academy Award winning, things have changed. You're tuned into the ravings of a clune. This Wednesday, the 1st of March, the year of our Lord, 2006. Extra special thanks go out to all the folks that dropped into the Jester Radio uh, chat room this evening, and thanks goes out to uh, Lord of Sin for hanging with us behind the glass this evening. And uh, extra special thanks to Live365, who is down tonight, the useless sacks of shit that they are. So we can't give you our geostats, but from wherever you're tuning in from be it uh, the UK or the United States or London or Dusseldorf or Tokyo or Karachi or Barbuda, Uh, welcome and thanks so very much for uh, stopping by and spending a little of your time with us. It's uh, so cool when you do that. Bob the Engineer has asked me to remind you that if you've missed any portion of this evening's show... It will be recast at 2 a.m. and then 2 p.m. all times Eastern. Please check your local listings. Remember to be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions for crying out loud. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings. And uh, sadness and drama. And always, always do your best. We will meet in that place where darkness never comes. Until that time, Houston, have a happy day. Good night. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Whoa!
4: Merci, merci. You would answer all of my questions before we're through. I want to tell you that I adore you, I always do. That you amaze me by leaving me now and starting new That your only friend was me. You were the answer on all my questions before we're through. I want to tell you that I adore you and always do. That you amaze me by leaving me now, starting you. So give my substitute a be cheer. Let the bells ring Let the birds sing For the man after him waits here For the man after him waits here My me You were a child of the sun and the sky answer all my questions before we're through. I want to tell you that I adore you, and always do. That you amaze me, by leaving me now, I started you. My me I'm in love with you. My me I'm in love with you. But you know, the longer you listen to this abortion debate... The more you hear this phrase sanctity of life you've heard that sanctity of life you believe in it personally i think it's a bunch of shit
1: <laughs> well i mean life is sacred who said so god hey if you